0: My name's Steph, and you may know me better as Moving Forward, Looking Forward on Instagram or Facebook, wherever it is that you may follow me. This is my third podcast, and today I've decided to cover the topic of weight loss surgery. Before I begin, I wanted to let everyone know that I am not a doctor, I'm not a PT, I'm not a psychologist. I do have a diploma in community services however that does not qualify me to be able to give anyone any advice so the information that I'm giving you is purely from my own experience my own lived experience and I may touch on the experience of some others all right weight loss surgery I had lamp band back in 2010 and I don't regret it even though it hasn't been what I thought it was going to be, which I'll go into along the next 20 minutes. But when I had lap band surgery, I had decided that I needed to do something drastic to change my weight. I had tried every single thing I could think of at that time to be able to lose weight. And for anyone who has had weight loss surgery or has looked into having it or is in the process of getting it done, you'd know that you have to get letters from specialists to say that you have a life-threatening illness, especially if it is coming down to you having to use a portion of your superannuation to be able to pay for your surgery so when I let me backtrack I found out I was 243 kilos when I was in hospital and I needed to have an MRI I had a migraine and my neurosurgeon needed to put me on the machine but he told me it had a weight limit and shock horror I was 243 kilos it was one of the hardest days of my life being told that I was that weight and I had no idea that's where I was but that's what it was and that's the point I got to. I met with my surgeon who is an absolutely fantastic man and he explained to me what lap band was, how it would help me And the process in having it done. And I chose to go down that path. A couple of people asked me why I didn't go with the sleeve or the bypass simple answer for the sleeve is there wasn't a lot of information about the long-term effects of it and the simple answer for the bypass is the fact that it was dangerous enough for me to have an anesthetic at that weight for the length of time it was required to have a lap band fitted it would have been a lot more dangerous for me to have the bypass. I was required to have optifast for eight weeks prior to my surgery and oh my gosh optifast is revolting (laughs) it's actually probably not that bad if you only have to have it for a couple of weeks but the reason you have optifast is so that you can shrink your liver so that you can have a safe surgery and so that your surgeon is able to get the band around your stomach successfully first go keyhole preferably So I went on my merry way and I started my Optifast and I had chocolate shakes, strawberry shakes, vanilla shakes and soups available to me. Optifast has changed a little bit now so I probably shouldn't bag it out too much because you can have a lot of different things on it now whereas when I had it, it was just green leafy vegetables that I could have and these couple of different soups and shakes and diet jelly. So I had... The eight weeks where I was not eating my normal diet, I actually had a little party to celebrate the start of my Optifast. I don't remember what my last meal before I started Optifast was, but I can guarantee you now it wasn't good for me. It was probably fish and chips or something like that, maybe KFC. But I successfully completed my Optifast program but I did a couple of times eat a couple of different things that I shouldn't have along the way and I was so paranoid on my day of surgery that my liver wouldn't have shrunk enough when you're having weight loss surgery you also have to have another few tests done so I had to have an ultrasound of my heart I needed to have a sleep study done, and I needed to have bloods done, and I also needed to see a psychologist and a dietitian. So if you're still of the opinion that having weight loss surgery is the easy way out, hopefully the last few minutes of stuff that I've shared to you is starting to change your mind, but I haven't even begun. I had sleep apnea, can't quite remember how many episodes of apnea I was having during the night but sleep apnea is where you stop breathing for a period of time and as a result I needed to have a CPAP machine and a CPAP machine is a machine, it's like a reverse vacuum cleaner is probably the best way of doing it. And it makes you sound like Darth Vader. If I could do a good impersonation of Darth Vader, I'd share that with you now. But I cannot. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave you with that thought. But it used to give me a really dry throat in the morning. Um, it used to make me really uncomfortable. I looked like a sea creature. <laughs> I really my dog used to bark at me when I first started wearing it. And I was lucky I didn't have to have a full face mask. I I could have a nasal pad, it was called. And it was just a little thing that used to sit under my nose and two little prongs that would go up it. And sure enough, it reduced my sleep apnea. And as I lost weight, I no longer had episodes of apnea. So no, I have not needed a CPAP machine for a very long time. My snoring is almost non-existent. I believe I just make quiet snuffles now, but my snoring was really, really bad prior to losing the amount of weight that I have. I am very lucky that I have not had any severe health complications as a result of being 243 kilos and i am definitely not telling you that oh i could have kept going on the way i was and not had anything go wrong no i don't believe that at all i would have eaten myself to death had i have chosen not to do something about my weight and i am glad that i'm here today being able to talk to you because i i don't like to think of of me ending in that way that's not how I want to go out I want to go out with a bang definitely not going out because I've overeaten I had my surgery in August 2010 I can't quite remember the date it actually may even be November I'll need to look all this stuff up I do apologize I should have made myself a bit more educated but I went in at 204 kilos on my day of surgery Woke up, was really worried that my surgeon was going to tell me that he wasn't able to do it because of the little bits of smoked salmon that I'd eaten in the eight weeks of OctuFast. But sure enough, I had woken up with a lap end. I'd been able to have it done via keyhole, which was something he wasn't sure I would be able to do either because of my size. But because I'd lost so much weight during my pre-op stage, I had done really well and he'd been able to do it safely, successfully, everything was cool. I went home the following day. I remember having some water thinking, oh, I can't feel anything different. And then about a minute after and a couple of more sips of water, I realized, oh yeah, I do. I have a lap band. And it's a hard feeling to describe. Having a lap band feels like You've gone to a buffet and you've eaten as much food as you can and you can't fit any more in and you've got that pain in your stomach, you know, the one that sort of sits between your, your um, breastbone, I suppose you call it. That's what it feels like having a lap band. Not a pain, by the way, but when you've eaten enough to fill your smaller stomach which is what the band creates you feel like you've been to a buffet and you've eaten for hours and funnily enough you've only normally had half a banana or a piece of toast if you're lucky enough to be able to get that down I had my lap band in for 12 months before I had any complications. And once again, I'd like to say that not everyone will be able to resonate with my story. Not everyone has complications with a lap band or a sleeve or a bypass, but this is just purely my experience. But my lap band slipped after I had a fill and it was discovered that my port had flipped. I probably should explain what a port is for a port is a small piece of plastic that sits under the skin where the surgeon injects saline to fill the band to tighten it around your stomach so you don't feel hungry so the tighter the band is the less the food can get down well not the less food can get down the slower the food can go down through that small opening and given the fact my port had flipped, I could no longer have my lap band tightened, which meant that my lap band was deemed as being useless. So I had another lot of surgery where they fixed my port and they replaced my lap band with a new one. After that, I never never got back into what I was doing. And, and I was doing an incredible job lap band or sleeve or bypass does not change your mindset and I think that's really important to know if you're considering having weight loss surgery your surgeon can alter the size of your stomach they can make it smaller they can cut it they can send it elsewhere or they can put a band around it or a balloon in it whatever you're looking at doing but they can't fix your head and your head is where it's at. I know that might sound really silly or really obvious or something that you can't comprehend right now, but I really wish that I had put more thought into looking at why I was the size I was at the time rather than going and having weight loss surgery straight away. But I need to give myself credit. We're talking a 243 kilo woman here. We're not talking someone who's 100 kilos or 110 kilos or 120. We're talking bigger than big. We're talking extremely dangerously overweight. Time was not on my side. But if I was smaller and I was considering having weight loss surgery, I would definitely knowing what I know now, revisit my mind and work out why I got to 243 kilos. And it's simple. I ate. And you'll get the people who like to jump on Instagram and say, oh, it's because you eat chips and you drink soft drink and chocolate. No, not necessarily. My diet was actually really balanced. I had a mixture of bad foods and good foods, just like anyone else. But I used to eat a lot of them. So I overate. And a lot of people will say that overweight people are overweight simply because they are not looking after themselves. Yes, you know, in my case, that was correct. But because I was suffering from depression, I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about many things at all. I cared about waking up in the morning and being able to survive the day and then going to bed and then waking up and doing it again. And that was a really hard time for me between 2008 and 2010, which is where I put my weight on. I went from around 175 kilos to 243 kilos in, in around 18 months. And it was, as a result of depression and it, infuriates me when I see people online saying oh there's no excuse for being overweight or it's simply because of this and that and the other there are so many different medical reasons as to why someone may be overweight and it doesn't always mean that that person doesn't eat well it's sort of like saying only skinny people have asthma they don't. I have asthma and I'm not skinny. <laughs> but it's it's you can't say that the only reason people are overweight is because they eat too much because it's not, not true. But in my case, yeah, you know what? I'll own it. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. But I had underlying reasons as to why I was that size. And I only recently felt that I was ready to tackle the reasons as to why I got where I did so as part of my pre-surgery requirements I had to see a psychologist now I still see this psychologist she is the most incredible woman I have learned so much from her I have learned so much in that room and I value the fact that I had that interaction with her initially to the point where I still see her today and it's funny because we haven't actually spoken (laughs) a lot about my weight, a lot about the problems that I've had with it. We talk about my successes with it, we talk about how I'm doing, we talk about how I'm going we talk about the struggles that I have with it but we've never actually really delved into a lot of why I got where I did I did a lot of that with my psychiatrist I did a lot of that on my own I've done a lot of that in workbooks and I find it hard to speak about but I'm sure at some point along the way I will share some of that with you but I think Knowing that it's up to you is really difficult to accept sometimes and knowing that you're able to do it. Even though sometimes you might not think you can, you are able to do it and it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be fun and it's not always going to be pretty, but you can do it. The other thing I think too, I wish I... I knew what I accepted was that I didn't wake up one day at 243 kilos and, oh, shit, I'm 243 kilos. It happened progressively, just like coming down from that number is going to happen. Whether you have weight loss surgery or not, you're not going to wake up at your heaviest weight one day and then wake up healthy and fit the day after. It doesn't matter what way you decide to lose your weight. It's not going to happen instantly it's not going to happen straight away my only wish for anyone having weight loss surgery or considering it is that you are able to get your mindset right and what I've seen a lot of is people who have weight loss surgery that's what it's taken for them to be able to go right I want to go to the gym it's taken them just to lose a couple of extra kilos first before they've got that confidence to step out of the house and go for a walk or go for a swim it's taken them that process to be able to feel like they are ready to do it and get it done but on the other hand I've seen people who have had weight loss surgery they've dropped a lot of weight And they're still eating the same foods that they were eating at the beginning. And just like any weight loss surgery, your surgeon will never say to you, oh, it's going to be successful and you're never going to be big again and things like that. There are risks of needing to have your sleeve redone. There are risks of overeating with your lap band and creating what they call a pouch. There are so many different things that can go wrong with bypass as well. And that's why it's really important to get your head right and to work on those issues as to why you got where you you are or were to begin with there are some incredible weight loss surgery success stories and i am honored to say that i follow a lot of them on instagram and i'm friends with so many people who have done so well and it makes me so proud to see them achieve what they're achieving i am blessed that i'm on both sides of the fence that i had weight loss surgery it worked to a point and then it stopped working and then it stopped working again and now it's not working i need to have another lot of surgery but i'm not in a hurry to do it i need to have my port flipped again if i'm going to have my lap band work and my lap band does not work as i explained because my port can't be filled but I'm enjoying doing it on my own because the first time in my life I actually feel like I'm in control and I'm feeling accomplished. Yeah, you know what, I'm not losing weight as quickly as I would if my lap band was working, but I am feeling in the right headspace that I can do this and, and I've been feeling like that now for 18 months and it's a really, really good feeling and i I am always going to advocate for people who have chosen to have weight loss surgery because It's not an easy decision. You can't just go to your doctor and say, yeah, you know what? I want weight loss surgery. Sure, go and have it tomorrow. It's a massive process as you've been able to hear me when I've shared my story about it. It's not just something like, say, for example, tablets that you can take to lose weight. Duramine, I'll use that as a perfect example. Go into a doctor. You don't even really need to know that doctor. He'll give you Duramine. Go and get it then you'll have diarrhea and potential heart problems and it messes with your mind if you have mental health and this is just from seeing people on it. This is not from my own experience. That's one thing I did not try was duramine. But that's so easy to get, yet there's a lot of complications that go along with that, whereas weight loss surgery isn't something that's simple. It's something that you put a lot of thought into and I admire anyone who's been brave enough to look at themselves and go, you know what, I want to change. But right now I don't think I can do it without help. And I am really proud of people who have been able to continue on successfully after having that surgery because that is hard. It's hard having to change all your habits. So, you know, you may have been able to eat chicken before your surgery, after your surgery, you can't. Chicken's healthy, depending on how it's cooked, of course. You've got to learn different ways of eating. You've got to learn how to vomit discreetly in public because you know what? That's part and parcel of it. If you eat something that didn't go down well, you're going to chuck and it's not fun. (laughs) So (laughs) it's, it's tough and it's not the easy way out, but it gets results. And if you make it work for you, you will find it is something that will help you achieve your goal and weight loss surgery is merely a tool that's all it is it's a tool that a person will get to help them lose weight how they use that tool is up to them whether the tool works for them is another thing as well and I think a lot of people don't yet realize that regardless of what type of weight loss surgery a person chooses to have? That weight loss surgery is not a magic wand to make you want to go down to the gym. There's not like some kind of magnet embedded in my lap band that's joined up to my gym that drags me there involuntarily a couple of times a week. That's not how it works. You can still eat badly after you've had weight loss surgery, you can still continue to make bad choices after you've had weight loss surgery. So it's not something that will make you choose to have a salad over a Big Mac, for example. It's not something that will make you have water over a thick shake. And sometimes, funnily enough, the bad foods when you've had a lap band are often easier to eat healthier food so there's such a misconception out there that people assume just because someone's had weight loss surgery they've managed to lose all their weight by not doing anything that's not the case at all and I really hope I've been able to share some of that with you that you know it's a massive journey it's a huge decision to make and it's life-changing sometimes for the worse, but sometimes for the better and I want to shout out to Anyone who's listening who is one of those people that I admire on Instagram, you know who you are. I send you messages and I like your stuff and I am just amazed at your incredible changes. It is just, oh my gosh, so empowering to watch these people go to the gym every day and do things that they never, ever, Thought would be possible to do. And I reflect on a moment that I spoke about in my last podcast. My friend who completed her first half marathon, correct me if I'm wrong, she's lost around about 50 kilos from having a sleeve. And there is no way she would have ever, years ago, thought she would be doing a half marathon. Now, I didn't know her before she had her sleeve. I, I never knew her then. I've always known her as a fit, athletic, skinnier person with an amazing body and a beautiful smile but she's just incredible and I look at her and I love how she knows how I feel. You know, when I go to the gym and I'm feeling big or frumpy or I'm not fast, she's been there and I often have to remind myself of that when I look at her running (laughs) like, oh, my God, you know what, you've been where I am. And it's the same with, with the people on Instagram, the ones I'm speaking about. They all know what it's like to be bigger. They all know what it's like to be unfit and overweight. And that's what I love about their stories. In the weight loss world, there's Transformation Tuesday, which is where you share a photo of yourself prior to what you are now. There's Wayback Wednesday, which is where you share a photo of yourself at your heaviest weight. Throwback Thursday, same sort of thing as uh, Transformation Tuesday and Face-to-Face Friday. And have a look at some of these people, put some of those hashtags in and and check out their stories. Not all of them are weight loss surgery people. I follow a variety of people. I follow people who are not having weight loss surgery, who have had weight loss surgery, who have no intention of having it, who have had it and then it didn't work like me. But there's just some incredible people out there. So I suggest you jump on Instagram have a look at some of these people that can help inspire you and help change your life and help make you smile and help you see that it's possible regardless of what road you go down it's possible and those people help me see that every day and I am humbled to to be able to speak of them with such respect and such a high regard because a lot of them I know personally and they just make my world such a better place so kisses to all of you with that I'm going to switch off and thank you all for listening not sure what my next episode is going to be about like I've said I've got a whole list of stuff to chat about if you're interested in having me cover any topics please let me know send me a message on instagram or facebook or shoot me an email and i'm more than happy to discuss it and share my opinions on it have an amazing day morning evening wherever you are in the world and i will chat to you soon